0: go Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Mandy. How are you this evening?
1: I am one with Jesus. Are you filled with the Spirit of the Lord? With His light and grace? And
0: Holy Ghost.
1: Yeah, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, girl.
0: <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, everyone.
1: Welcome to Family Home Evening. Bad Mormons.
0: We are here telling you stories about mostly stupid shit we've done but we also really like to poke fun at religion yes republicans 100% What's another thing that starts with r, r- racists oh yeah racists. perfect there it is so if you're interested in those things stick around why don't you and let us entertain your pants
1: off while we dance off we're not dancing we're drinking <sighs> that's true cheers what are you drinking Oh, I'll tell you what we're drinking. We're drinking a nice Rodney Strong 2018, which I thought was really delicious when I drank it the other day, but we just finished a really nice bottle, which makes this taste like garbage. <laughs>
0: yeah, we got a, a a bottle on sale of Fremark Abbey from Napa. Of It was a 2014, mm. and it was really delightful. We took it to our favorite Italian, our new favorite. Well, I don't want to say it's we have our multiple favorite. Favorites. We're swingers. Yeah, we are. We love Italian restaurants, and we've got this one going in San Juan Capistrano that we really like called Il Sol Agave,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, not just because the waitstaff is extremely attractive and hook so, us up with free shit. Super
1: personable. Um, but their they, food's delicious. I'm pretty sure they only gave... they. They didn't charge us for a corkage fee. And I'm pretty sure it's because we get left them a, um, a Yelp review last time that told them that they were very good looking. <laughs> it's like, did I mention handsome? It's some really great food. Thanks for being you,
0: guys. So that's our secret world. If you want to get the hookup at your favorite restaurant, just leave them a glowing Yelp review. Be a good tipper. Yeah. And tell them that they're attractive and hint at the fact that you may want to sleep with them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah, And for those playing the Bad Mormon drinking game, that means take a drink. I almost forgot. What's the rules of the drinking game? I can't remember. I only just remembered that we had one. We should talk about it more often to remind people that there is an unofficial Bad Mormons drinking game anymore. It's just whatever we say all the time, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Right. And a thousand percent. That's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> I also say 100% a hundred percent.
0: Or hundred percent.
1: Whatever but sometimes I like to say, well, ninety two percent of the time. I like to say presents. Of
0: course you do. Of
1: course I do. Hey, um,
0: did you hear that we got a new patron? No. Welcome, Cherie, to hey, the Patreon Cherie. inner circle, motherfucker. Welcome to all the fun shit. We're really glad you're here and I can't wait. For you to
1: see all the embarrassing videos we post, only
0: for you guys. So welcome.
1: We're we're so Look happy. At first dibs on buying my ridiculously expensive art. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I cut that from the
1: last episode. Oh, did you? Nobody okay. knows what you're talking about. JK. You know what? That might be Spoiler. just an easy
0: segue into some cool shit. All right.
1: Game on. <laughs> so we. Well, why did you tell them?
0: (laughs) Okay, so as you know, listener, we've just launched a new merch store with some official merch. T-shirts, laptop cases, cell phones, gigantic wall tapestries, anyone? Pillowcases, perhaps? (laughs) Decorative pillows, yes. Uh, So we've decided we're going to just let the merch professionals handle the merch, but we're still going to have merch available on our website of the handcrafted, handmade variety.
1: I've made some weird jewelry pendants, we're working on some actual artwork.
0: We paint paintings. I paint over other people's paintings. We do some cool shit. So, we're going to we're still going to continue to offer you guys our handmade fun stuff on the website and we're going to let the let T public who's now officially uh, launched our merch store so if you guys are interested in that check it out it's on our link tree which is on all of our social media or you can get to it from our website as well but uh if you'd like to buy some artwork we're gonna start our paintings at you know between the five hundred thousand to one million dollar range right, correct so if you're interested in that you know jump on in and check and it out maybe
1: we might have a 99 percent sale one of these days <laughs> we don't know we, we don't know it depends. Just keep checking back. check back often. <laughs> for those who don't know what the website is, it is s h e badmormons dot uh, That's
0: for family home evening, which we're doing right now.
1: So welcome to our, our our lovely home. As
0: as a family in the in the nighttime,
1: I um, I've been watching a lot of Big Love lately, which I had never watched. Okay, so I was on a plane. Tried watching some movies, but it kept, like, glitching out on me. And I was like, well, maybe the TV will work better than the movies or whatever. Because you can just download app, right, and watch it on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am, well, not just recently, I always have a love affair with Bill Paxton. I love the man. He's just the fucking coolest. And I'm so sad that he died a couple years ago. Um, and my heart aches for him. Anyways, I was like, you know, I never watched that Big Love, and it's all about polygamous. Like, why did I never watch that? So I'm like, I'll just, I'll watch the pilot. Then I watched three episodes because it was a five hour flight, and I was like, I am hooked on this shit. The show's and fucking great. It's really great. I mean, there's a lot of Bill Paxton ass in it, mm-hmm. which I think of it more like my dad and less like I want to bang him, so it's a little weird, <laughs> especially in that character. So I'm like, I don't like this at all. Um, there's a lot of banging going on. Yeah, well, you got a lot of wives, but you got to you know, have a lot of kids. bang. You got to bang. Um, but I have been brought back. Even though I didn't really live in a Mormon household Like as much as you did Because mom was Wiccan for a while or whatever And I mainly lived with her And, Man- and Mandy lived with dad mostly um, uh, But things like, good night Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm still Good night And I, no, it's not like, how would you say it? Like It's like, more like how we how we was Jesus in Jesus Christ, Christ. Okay, They're and like, like good night <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god
0: Mormon swears
1: So good, oh my heck You Gall. know God darn it call, darn it um. <laughs> but you know what Dad used to say, which was totally
0: uh, rebellious outside the norm Mormons were. Go on. He used to say all the time, "It's a Judas priest."
1: <laughs> That's so great. Yeah.
0: Dad, what a rebel! He
1: is a he, He's a loner, a rebel. I like him a lot. It's great.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, um, I'm glad that you're watching Big Love. I enjoy jumping in and watching episodes with you when I get home from work. And um, I love that show very much. I think it's pretty darn accurate from what I remember.
1: Pretty heckin' accurate? Pretty
0: heckin' accurate.
1: <laughs> uh, that's not a thing.
0: <laughs> I think that's more of a recent thing coming from, like, the Bay Area. Everything was hella, and then hecka came from that. It's probably 20 years ago
1: now. Anyways, I'm dating myself. Uh, I don't want to skip completely over Mormon Corner. Oh, no, no. It would, would not care to do that either because i see the book is out and i fucking love it (laughs) so listener
0: just in case you've missed the last few episodes uh we've been we got some fan mail and one of our listeners sent us this book called woman which is written by 15 men whose names take up the majority of the cover space the title of the book woman is more of an afterthought um so last week i read you some excerpts from president Fill in the blank about Satan and the women's, women's
1: place. It's just a sacrifice for yeah. her family and shit. Oh, right.
0: I remember the thing that stuck out to me was her main responsibility was partnering with God to bring spirit, God's spirit children, to the world, <laughs> <laughs> and that Satan was trying to get in the way of that by providing things like speedy transportation <laughs> and pornography.
1: And God knows, internet wasn't out yet, so. Who even knows? So
0: that was fun. I highly recommend you listen to last week's if you didn't already. Right. Um, this week i i haven't really le- I haven't really underlined or read ahead because I just think it's fun to just do it organically. But this ep- or this episode, this chapter is called "Magic a Plenty," mm. which I was like, mm, "That sounds right up my alley." Written by Elder Marion Hanks, so he has something to say uh, is about a magic? magic. Marion. No, it's a man. Are you kidding
1: me? I mean, I mean, why would they let a woman write? (laughs) They don't know how to spell.
0: God didn't outline writing as a woman's duty.
1: Okay. Just wanted to make sure, you know. (laughs) Didn't want to screw up our (laughs) fill in the blank.
0: Oh, okay. So let me just read you a little bit of uh, magic of plenty. So first, uh, first paragraph is. I'm going to skip over it. It's basically this guy who has a friend who's an American Indian, and he talks about how he's friends with an Indian. Mm, It's racist. mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Occasionally, I've thought of this man and his experience as I've talked with various single adults in the church. While there are those among them who feel much more attention and consideration should be given them, there are others who would prefer that single adults not be separated from the rest of the community and made to feel that they are exceptional and need special attention. (laughs) (laughs) So like the singles ward and the singles events and stuff. Uh, The fact is, however, the role of single men and women brings additional challenges, and that is especially true for single women in the church. Some of the special problems for the single woman who is a faithful believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ are reflected in the following brief extracts from statements made by choice Latter-day Saint women of various circumstances. So one woman says, being 32 and not married has has some aspects of pain known only to the single Mormon woman. As I begin to write this, I am crying. My dreams seem so unattainable. But the dreams are not unusual or grandiose. They seem so simple in my mind. I hunger to be happily married. Where do I go with these dreams? Maybe it's this need to... Quote, be lovable, that becomes the pain inside us. In the mind of society, there must be a reason when one's not married. What is the flaw in me? <laughs> uh, a lady who's widowed adds, it is better for us, I think, than for the divorced or never married.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh We have loved and been loved. And though we become desperately lonely for the one who is gone, we feel married still, and still loved as we continue to love. That's dark.
1: <laughs> that's dark as fuck. Yeah, I, I, there's so much to unpack there. Wow. I feel bad but, for that, these people. At least
0: somebody loved me once, and so God forbid, okay.
1: <laughs> God forbid, no one ever loved. I don't need anyone to love me again because I feel like I'm married. So in my brain, it makes it okay. <laughs>
0: I, I feel like I was attractive enough for somebody to deem me worthy once, so I can die now. <laughs> Hold on, I need to drink 1,000%.
1: This. <laughs> drink. Um,
0: okay, here's more. Of the problems of a divorced woman, one has said, Divorced Mormons often become alienated from the church entirely. For those who cling vigorously to the source of blessings rather than cutting themselves off, there is yet the sometimes present problem of uneasy fellow members who regard divorced people as having something wrong with them, perhaps something contagious like a disease. Th- that that same excerpt was in last week's
1: I was in a completely say, different chapter. I thought maybe you read this this no. twice. Maybe this is totally
0: different, but there. I guess they're quoting themselves <laughs> their quote they, they feel like this quote was so powerful that they had to put it into multiple chapters basically saying divorced, there's divorce there's something wrong with divorced mormons and they're contagious and people hate them and god forbid so you know. that's funny that i just have i'm literally just picking this at random i wonder how many times that's in this book uh to these sobering comments mm-hmm is added one from an unexpected source. A faithful Latter-day Saint who married out of the church with hopes for a future she no longer feels will come to pass expresses a viewpoint that may surprise some. She writes about a particular kind of singleness. Mm. Lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I have always been a member of the church and was active. I did not miss a meeting, I held three jobs at the time, etc., up to the very day of my marriage. I married a Catholic. Go Mm -hmm. ahead and wince. I'm still kind of shocked myself at such an incredible complete flip, exclamation point. With this in mind, I thought that I would mention that one version of the single woman in the church is the woman who married a non-member. You know, the woman who really believed all those faith-promoting stories on conversion would happen to her. They have not.
2: And and they now may be
1: divorced
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is no longer the unattached sister her hardcore non-believer mm-hmm. is very real and loving but not capital golden question material after all so let's look that up for repenting golden, golden question. question what is that mean?
1: sounds made up well, like the religion, but go on. <laughs>
0: Maybe he's born with it.
1: Maybe it's make believe.
0: <laughs> uh, where was I? So, golden question is a is a type of man that you want to marry. Is what I'm getting from this. Is he Anyways, questioning
1: the golden rule? Or
0: he seems he... very real and loving, but not golden question material.
1: He's got a golden cock. Dice. He doesn't have that. <laughs> Oh God,
0: she's alone, Whoa. sitting, sensitive, weeping on the inside. In quotation marks, <laughs> <laughs> never wanting to give up hope, never seeing it either. It can be psychologically devastating to realize that you are now numbered among the among the inactive. <gasps>
2: mm-hmm.
0: You are still somebody's ward project. You are drowning the percentages. In all of the books. (laughs) No, sorry, I read that wrong. You are downing the percentages in all the books. That's that's something that people think
1: about. She's not paying tithing. They're not getting that money in.
0: Still, you have a testimony. You certainly think about the church all the time. Clearly. If you've ever practiced love, charity, humility, and studied the gospel in your home, it has been these married years alone. (laughs) it's very dramatic all right that's enough of that for today i love it
1: i know that i can die i never i've never been married but i've been engaged twice so i feel like someone wanted to marry me at least two times so that makes me worthy-esque i've never been engaged
0: or married but I have had sex before, so that means somebody <gasps> wanted to fuck me. Sinner. <laughs> Which means I was attractive in somebody's eyes once, so that makes me worthwhile.
1: So long as somebody wanted to fuck you at right? least once. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's yeah, kind yeah. of what I'm
0: getting from the book.
1: I mean, but not just fuck you. I mean, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free, right? So...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: why buy
1: the cow if you can get the sex for free? <laughs>
0: Mall rats. End uh, and scene. Right. <laughs> uh, that's a horrifying way to live your life. And uh, I feel like I'm traumatized because of it.
1: All I can say <laughs> is if I had married the guy I went to high school with and lost my virginity to, I would want to punch myself in the fucking
0: face. Oh, my God. Could you
1: imagine? Right? Like, oh, I lost my virginity to this person, so therefore it's the only person I will have sex with. For the rest of my life.
0: Oh, hell no. No. I I, I don't even want to tell you where I'd be right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be right back in Logan. Um, but I do want to point out that I was talking to one of my clients um, about our podcast and because we were making fun of the Mormons a little bit and... Uh, well, I wasn't talking to her about, we were talking about Mormons and whatnot. And she said, well, I have a lot of friends who are Mormons. And she's like, the hypocrisy is insane. She's like, I went because one of the kids was doing their, it's not communion because that's a Catholic thing, but it wasn't a baptism either. Like they were getting ready for the baptism or something like that, but it sounded like sacrament essentially. They had the bread, they had the water mm-hmm. and stuff, but they had talked her into going like it was part of his baptism thing that guests could go to try and talk them into coming into church, right? Got it. Got it. Um so she's like, yeah, everybody's on their cell phones. Nobody's listening to like the to the sermons or whatever. And you just hear all of these cans popping open of Diet Pepsi Diet Coke. And it's just like, she's like, I thought they weren't allowed to have, like, it's like well, it's not caffeinated, it's not brewed, so I guess it's fine. But she's just like, oh, God, it was just mortifying. She's like, and then actually my, my friend got divorced from her husband because he was fucking around with her best friend who's also a Mormon. So it's just like, oh, <laughs> That's not what I think of when I think of fucking Mormons. No, so I was not like, at all. I love it. Are these
0: California Mormons? Maybe they're different than Utah Mormons. Or
1: they're a little bit more hypocritical. Mm-hmm. A little more secular, maybe. This would you leave when you leave the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> You're living the danger life. Danger
0: life? Um, <laughs> I don't know if this really fits in, but I'm going to just throw it in anyway, because it's a funny story, but it's not enough to be its own story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when a... Uh, My dad's been married a couple times. Our dad, sorry. Our dad's been married a couple times, (laughs) and one of the people that he married, I won't say which one, she was married before, and the reason that she divorced her husband, they were both, you know, upstanding Mormon citizens, the reason she divorced her husband was because she came home and found that he was drying out all the plants in the oven, she had no idea that she had been watering and nurturing and loving marijuana plants. <laughs> she came home and she's like,
1: "Honey, where are you cooking our plants?" <laughs> oh, that there—it's for a wreath that I'm making later for Jesus. <laughs> uh, I love that story. I've kind of heard that story, but like. It never gets old.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs>
0: like, honey, why are you cooking our plants? You can just imagine the sweater over the shoulders, the long <laughs> skirt
1: down past the knees. Oh, God. So that was the other thing that was triggering for me watching this was just like, cause I don't know, I remember wearing a bikini once. Like mom gave me a bikini to for the summer and we were at like the municipal pool or whatever. And Terry was just, like, mortified. And I think, oh, because, I that's not what it was. It wasn't even that I was wearing a bathing suit. So maybe it wasn't even a bikini. I think this was just a one-piece. But that I had just pulled my shirt up over my bathing suit to get into the water because you would take your shirt off to get in the water. But I should have gone into the bathroom to take my shirt off. It was very strange. Yeah, that seems like um, some Utah shit. Yeah, totally, 100%. <laughs> like, and, sorry, take a drink. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, there's little memories that are just like random, like, God, am I making that up? No, that was totally a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. But yeah, so uh, the dress, the, you know, we we weren't forced to dress exactly this way. But, you know, you want the collar up past the neck, you know, sleeves down over the the. The wrists. Well, that's the
0: old way. That's like super old Mormon way. Like in in modern times, you know, your garments only came down to your right above your elbow and right above your knee. So, like your clothing could be, you could have long shorts as long as your garments
1: wouldn't show. Right. So, So like be above the knee, above the knee, but just barely. Yeah,
0: you can have it above the
1: elbow. Right. Doesn't, but it didn't have to go all the way to your wrists and your neck. Well, I'm just the fundamental Mormon. Oh, yes. Right, Right. Yes. Sorry, I'm not saying, but there are some people who, you have very. Are you talking about Big Love? Yeah, I was saying, watching that, Oh, I see. Gave me some triggers of of being like, Oh my God, because not everybody, there's plenty of people who would wear, they're not going to wear, you know, they're not going to show their porn shoulders, right? So it's not (laughs) only like a tank top or anything, but, or if they would, they wear a t-shirt underneath of it, right? Right. But like, I'm just saying, all of that dress was very, like, oh my God. Got it. I missed the segue back into Big Love. Oh, yeah, no. I'm (laughs) going to be talking about Bill Paxton and Big Love for about five more hours. You guys have time, right? Um, (laughs) It's real uh, great. But yeah, it's just, oh, there's so much about that show. I just finished season one, so I can't wait to go watch some Mm -hmm. more. But yeah. um, But yeah, the, the sayings, the dress, and then just, oh, golly, you know, which just sounds made up, but it's so. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the California Mormons are very different from Utah Mormons Mm. because they would get made fun of here. (laughs) I would make fun of them.
0: (laughs) And you are making fun of them right now. It's what I do. (laughs) Hey, is there anything cool happening on Twitter?
1: You know, I tried to look right before I got here. Um before I got here. You know, we started recording. <laughs> Whatever. Um, before before I, I got
0: here to my backyard
1: where I'm sitting, drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> I did see that the uh, House GOP voted 407 to 16 Oh, to pass the Allies Act to help Afghans, Afghans, sorry, Afghans who face retribution for aiding our troops. The 16 nays were... All Republicans, GOP. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know what? Speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, <laughs> did you see that video of them uh-uh. recently? Uh, it was last week and I posted it on our social media, but it was they they landed down in California sometime last was it this week or last week. Um, it was just a few, let's say within five days or so they landed in California. I'm not sure exactly where was very possibly Huntington Beach, which pleases my soul because, (laughs) you know, I work with those people. I work in that community. But so they touch down and they're getting ready to do their like whatever the fuck rally that they're doing to just exploit conservative values for press like they all do. And they're on the beach and they've got their camera crews around them and some dude runs up from the beach and he's covered, he's got, like, a American flag shirt, American flag board shorts, a big American flag top hat. Like, he's decked out in right. the fucking costume of the GOP. And he runs up to them, and he puts his arm around Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene is just smiling. And he's like, oh my god, you guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming to California. We really need you here. And, you know, you're just kind of watching it like that's more of this fucking jerk-off bullshit. Right. And then... He's got, you know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene's like smiling and clapping and like motioning for the reporters to come and make sure they get a good photo op and they're all getting together on the sand and he's got his arm around Matt Gates, and he's like, you know, everybody keeps saying you're a pedophile, but I don't think you're a pedophile. Do you guys think this guy's a pedophile? I mean, everybody says he's a pedophile. And he said pedophile like <laughs> at least six times and she's still smiling arms around like has no idea before she cut and he's like. Matt Gates is getting it and he's like trying to get away himself. Yeah, and she's just like la 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 we're taking a picture right. it was just like the it was like troll level 3000 was
1: fucking amazing
0: it was so good so that's why I was like please 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 God be Huntington Beach but it was somewhere in like the right. LA County Orange County Beach community area and I was just like God bless my state
1: yep thank <laughs> you yes. Um, I love it. How that man isn't in jail for fucking child trafficking is beyond me. It's because he's a fucking senator. What the fuck is he, anyways? No, uh, he's a piece, piece of shit. Of shit.
0: <laughs> cheers, cheers. Matt Gates being a piece of shit. <laughs> I read another thing that somebody had tweeted, kind of in context to that, where it was like stop using these words like and it reminded me of matt gates because it was a lot of like a matt gates and an underage woman underage woman underage woman right. it's like by underage woman you mean child right <laughs> right there's no such thing as an underage woman either you're a woman or you're a child right uh so there was that it's like stop calling it unconsensual sex it's fucking rape right you know what i mean stop making up words to make your shit sound, sound
2: less
1: rapey yeah yeah
0: fuck off Fuck you, Matt Gates. if you're listening to this
1: podcast. You're a piece of shit.
0: And you deserve to fucking die.
1: Right? Well, at least maybe not die. You, but you need go to go to jail. jail and be raped by somebody else. Just saying.
0: Maybe they'll pay you for it, so it's a fair playing ground.
1: <laughs> you know what? You deserve to be paid. In cigarettes. Um.
0: Via Venmo.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else is happening? Huh. Uh, So you know how uh, Passionate we've all And our whole circle of friends has been since the beginning About the West Memphis 3 case Right? Yeah. So in case you're unaware You haven't, you've been living under a rock Since 1993 Uh, In, back in 19, yeah, 1993 In West Memphis, Arkansas uh, These three (laughs) kids Who were, um, at the time They were 16, 15 years old Yeah, that sounds right
1: Um they were accused of murdering these three boys and these three Not just murder but like rape like it was awful like what happened to these three little boys was horrible mm-hmm. sorry but... these three young men no, i'm just kidding <laughs> they were fucking children yeah
0: they were like eight years old seven years old right. these three boys that were murdered and all the blood was drained from their bodies they were mutilated their genitals were mutilated they were bitten right. um there was, all, it was all kinds of fucked up shit that had happened to them And they took these three kids who, these three teenagers, and basically one of them, they coerced into providing a false testimony. He wasn't very bright.
1: Like, his IQ was very low. And they pretty much said, if you admit to this, you can go home. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that's how they were able to convict them in the first place without having any evidence or anything like that. Right. Anyways, these poor kids. And there's actually um, a documentary about it called Paradise Lost which mm-hmm. is um pretty was pretty popular and that's how I ended up even learning about it way back in the day. So if you haven't seen it it's worth checking it out.
1: And there's um, a book called The Devil's Knot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But so essentially these kids were like Misfits. They were just like they liked us. Metallica. They yeah. wore
1: trench coats. They had they know. dyed their hair black, right. like we all did in high school. Exactly. Only we didn't live in fucking Arkansas. Yeah. And they just they got
0: You know, this they the police coerced this kid into confessing to something he didn't do, and all three of those kids went to jail and were convicted. Um, Damian Eccles, who was kind of like branded as the
1: ringleader because he was, you know, the oldest, right? And he like he showed no remorse or compat, not even compassion. But he was, he wasn't cocky. It's just he was very maybe arrogant on on the stand, which to his credit was because he's like, I knew I didn't do this, so there's no way they could have convicted me for it. I didn't do it. Yeah, he got convicted for it. He's like, What the fuck just happened? Because of course he doesn't show remorse. He didn't do it and you know, he's just like, How can you convict me of something I didn't do? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So basically
0: he was convicted of uh the death pen he got the death penalty yeah. and the other two got life in prison. And then, you know, there's all these like social justice advocates, all these people, especially after that documentary. Right. Um, you've heard us mention the band Alkaline Trio that we love so much. You know, they were they had free what free the West Memphis Three spray painted on their stacks Eddie for Vedder every was, show yeah. I've ever been
1: to for them, you know. Like, say Eddie Vedder was really involved. He was actually in court with them at one of the times for their retrial not retrial, sorry, that would probably get them off, but for their kind of whatever the their newest trial was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was a lot of publicity
0: around it. It was real obvious that they didn't do it. And then if you watch the documentary, I know that you can shoot a documentary to make it look like whatever you want to look like. So it, it doesn't replace a court of law, but it really looked suspiciously like one of the little boy's father had done Step, it.
1: Stepfather, right? Stepfather, yep. yeah.
0: The uh, buyer's kid. Mm-hmm. His stepfather had done it. And like to the point where they were trying to get bite mark evidence and he had had all his teeth removed when he found that out right. kind of shit. So anyways, um, it's it, it's a whole fucked up case.
1: And, you know, the, and these, the these new- guys, 20 years. Damien Eccles was on death row for 20 years. Yeah. These guys were in prison for 20 years. Yeah. And they, they were, lost their entire childhood, you know, I mean, yeah. teenage, but, you know, like right. their young adult lives were completely fucking ruined. Right.
0: And so they were all released about 10 years ago in a very kind of, hu- it would have been a very hush hush kind of thing, except for there was so much media attention around them that like a lot of publications brought light to it. But so the reason that they're on Twitter today or in the news today, actually, this is, this comes out, came out two weeks ago. Um, was basically
1: so when they got released too, it wasn't that they were found innocent, but they were like how do you explain how they got released because it was like we you have to still say you're guilty, but we'll let you leave basically
0: so even though they have maintained their innocence, they said they didn't murder the three kids they're technically still convicted killers because they have those convictions on them right and so Damien Eccles has attorneys who want to use this new DNA test it's called it's like a wet some kind of like a wet vacuum uh, MVAC test where it's way more reliable. You get like 200% more viable oh. DNA off of a, of a specimen than you would have back in the old days. And back when they were convicted you didn't even have really DNA right. evidence. No, you know you what had, I mean?
1: You could do like um, yeah, you couldn't run the test things but you could be like oh, it's type A or type yeah. B or whatever. Yeah.
0: So now they've got this new DNA stuff and they're like no, we want it to exonerate these guys. Like they didn't do anything. We want to we want to prove once and for all that they didn't do this. Guess what? All that evidence is gone. What? Right? That's exactly what, fuck? That's exactly what everybody's saying. They're so like, what do you mean the evidence is gone? And apparently, uh, Damien Eccles' his attorneys, got a letter from the custodian, custodian of records for the West Memphis Police Department saying some of the evidence ended up lost or misplaced and some destroyed by fire. Mm. And uh, a source said that the evidence was transferred to shipping containers where there was a fire in a shipping container, and some of the evidence was destroyed.
1: Fuck that. That whole... I wouldn't be surprised if it was a police officer or somebody in government. Exactly. They fucked that. They
0: fucked up so bad. God, it's so frustrating. Right? I know, and when there's like a, a glimmer on the horizon of proving them innocent, they're like, oh no, fuck that. Like, they, they, they fucked this up so bad. However, I guess the one good thing, or the one good light at the end of the tunnel, would be that because... The evidence is lost, even though they can't exonerate themselves or their lawyers can't exonerate them. They have a pretty strong Case, lawsuit at least a, against oh, lawsuit. the state of Arkansas.
1: Oh, perfect, yeah.
0: So there I is that,
1: even...
0: but still, it was. I read that and I was just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding I mean, that, me!"
1: I just it it's insane to me how somebody's life could be so completely flipped upside down and ruined and continue to just get shit on over and over again, like what? when you're a kid. When you're fucking 16 years Arkansas. old. <laughs> like, I... W- oh. I thought we had
0: it bad. Well, I mean, I thought I had it bad in Utah. No.
1: I had it pretty good. <laughs> California rules. Uh-
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, that what was fuck? a little disheartening to read that, but I was like, fuck.
1: It was nice to catch a fucking break. Well, at least they're not in prison anymore. No, that's true, but again... It's so... Like people usually and these guys are clearly won't because they they have enough support around them to keep them out of prison but generally people will get not forced back into prison but you know they'll break some sort of um probation, probation or whatever and they, they land right back in there right so it's just like all well, it, it's set up for failure for for people who are released from prison finally um after serving their time you know doing, what's the word they say, you, you've redeemed, no, you haven't redeemed yourself, but you know, you paid your due or whatever. Paid your debt to society. Yeah, exactly. You paid your debt to society. But it's like, nah, just kidding. You smoked a, you, you littered by throwing your cigarette butt on the ground. Back to prison with you. You know, so it's, it's just so easy to land back in there that you become institutionalized. So it's just I don't know. I'm like I'm so happy that none of them landed back in there. So well, there they have. There's been so much publicity and so much spotlight on their case
0: that they have an edge. But right. just think about the thousands of Million, people, or, yeah, thousands, that,
2: hundreds of
0: thousands, yeah, that don't have that. You know, mm-hmm. that are just stuck in this fucked up system. Anyway, let's take a break. All right, we don't need to talk about Jeff Bezos and his cock rocket. Oh God, that guy's such a fucking bad That's better explained on the internet in memes anyway.
1: I was gonna say I showed you that thing. I'm gonna go save it. I was like, does he know that people hate him? <laughs> it was a, just a picture of him with his bald ass head but somehow still, like you can see he's got a bald ass head with a cowboy hat on. Like he's just super bald <laughs> cowboy hat. And you're just like, yeah people fucking hate you Jeff Bezos. Go to hell.
0: My favorite is the one that's like got a picture of his ex-wife and a picture of him and obviously she's looking like super cute and hot and he's just looking like a creepy old dude <laughs> it's like there's it's hard to imagine a better outcome for a divorce than you getting 50 billion dollars and your ex being blasted off the planet into space
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the <a> shit <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: all right let's hear what our uh, corporate sponsorships are trying to sell us this week and we'll be right back
2: Looking for something refreshing to help you unwind after a long day at your super important job? Well, look no further. Introducing MAGA Margarita. MAGA Margarita is the greatest pre-made margarita you'll ever have and the only margarita you'll want to drink until you die. What makes MAGA Margarita the best? Well, just like the Made in China tag in your MAGA hat reminds you, you can't trust America to make a great product. That's why all of our ingredients are sourced from other countries, ensuring that no American jobs are created. The best rapists and tequila come from Mexico, and so does ours. Our limes and delicious sugar sweeteners are farmed and purchased from China. We also include bags of salt to rim your glass. Salt that comes straight from, you guessed it, China. And just like number 45, Maga Margaritas are smart. Super smart. Maga Margs can only be chilled with ice cubes made from bottled water from other countries. If you try to use America water, the Maga flavor will automatically change to taste like urine. Plus. All those extra empty plastic bottles will look great littering the streets, helping to keep America the garbage capital of the world. Plus, our listeners can save an extra 10% online with the discount code Cofifi. That's C-O-V-F-E-F-E. So enjoy Maga Margaritas, because everyone knows the only way to make America great again is to get drunk and fucking forget about it.
1: And we're back hey (laughs) oh Rude Um. (laughs) Just rocking out to some prints in my brain
0: Hey, do you want to hear a funny story? Probably Uh, Well, I hope it's funny I remember it being funny And since we have been talking so much about Jesus-y Mormon shit lately I thought maybe you would like to hear about The time that I went to church camp
1: You gotta go to church camp?
0: (laughs) Oh, yes I mean oh, I... I
1: don't know what that is, but I've always wanted to go to like like I want to go to camp, like camp camp.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I remember. It's not like what Hot American Summer. I was going to say cuz I really
1: like what Hot American Summer.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, imagine what Hot American Summer but with a bunch of church kids. Ew. Jesus kids. A bunch of our cousins. No, actually, most of our cousins are cool. I was going to say,
1: the majority of our cousins are pretty cool.
0: Imagine our lame cousins. (laughs) Multiplied by a hundred, all at camp, Uh. judging each other for not being Jesus-y enough.
1: (laughs) Is it kind of like saved? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Got it. Got it. But with Mormons. So it's a little more wholesome. Yeah. Somehow. No. You don't show your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't remember
0: exactly where the camp was, but it was somewhere up Logan Canyon. And I feel like it was at the same place we used to have the Boy Scout pancake
1: breakfast. Do you remember that? I do. watching Big Love. They were talking about a pancake breakfast. And I was like, oh, my
0: God. Uh-huh. I remember pancake breakfasts. Uh-huh. I was actually often the pancake flipper because I was so very good at it. Mm, I don't want to toot man. my own horn, but I was really fucking good at making pancakes. And this is why you cook for me. <laughs>
2: Go on. It, it was, uh
0: it's somewhere right up, it's not the nunnery, but it was somewhere right up Logan Canyon. That makes sense. And it was like an established campground. Um... No, Anyways. I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. I mean,
1: because that's where we would go camp all the time. Yeah, I just can't
0: think of the name of it. So um, I'll have to <sighs> repent for that maybe Casper's listeners. or
1: something, Cedar Creeks. Or... Yeah.
0: If you can remember the name of that campground up Logan Canyon, let me know so I can repent for it because I can't be bothered to look it up.
1: I'm calling Dad. <laughs>
0: but let <laughs> me tell you some of the things that I remember doing at church camp. Uh, we, <laughs> I actually Googled <laughs> what, what the hell goes on at LDS Youth Camp just so I could see if it jarred my memory. And it did not. (laughs) (laughs) But um, let me just read, I'm going to actually read you their version of what camp should be first before I tell you what we did. (laughs) But it was, camp should be simple and allow young women time to experience God's creations and be still. Camp should not be elaborate or include staging, events, or decorations that distract from the purpose of camp. Also, avoid experiences in which the young women may mistake strong emotional feelings, such as sadness or surprise, for feeling the spirit. Appropriate activities, wholesome fun, and genuine interactions will invite the Holy Ghost.
1: Into your vagina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is the responsibility of adult and youth leaders to carefully consider and anticipate every detail of camp and the needs and safety of the participant. As you plan study and keep in mind the guidelines at, and then it gives you this link uh, to the annual first presidency safety letter and a general handbook of camp rules,
1: which I clicked on, doesn't exist.
0: Oh. So, 404 not found.
1: Well, maybe, you know, since you don't get your own planet anymore, they changed the rules. Maybe.
0: But what it does say on this landing page is, involve all the young women in the responsibilities and assignments of the camp see this general handbook that doesn't exist and as the young women have opportunities to serve cook clean and organize they will learn organizational and management skills that will continue to bless their families and the church make sure to apply the principles of spiritual preparation and Christ like leadership and ministry in all stages of planning
1: unless it's their cursed time then throw (laughs) rocks at them
0: (laughs) Okay, so let me tell you what I remember doing in church <laughs> camp,
1: <laughs> okay? But hold on, just real quick. They're prepping you for servitude to your husband, right? Yes. That's essentially what I'm getting from this. Yes, okay, that's wanted- what
0: I got from the website. Honestly, what I got from church camp was arts and crafts. That's We did a lot of arts and crafts. We took uh, kitchen sponges.
1: Okay.
0: And you cut them into shapes, like a shape of a heart or a shape of a star or whatever, and you dip Penis. them in paint. Well, I didn't think of a shape of a penis because I was too young. Now, of course, I would cut a sponge into the shape of a penis and put cock rockets all over everything. Uh, No, but so you would take. What a
1: great idea! You
0: would take like (laughs) pieces of wood and tie them together with ribbons, and then take your sponge stamps and stamp paint onto them. So it's like
1: three hearts. God bless this
0: home. You know that kind of stuff live laugh love exactly and pretty sure that's what my first craft said live laugh love and then jesus <laughs> underneath of it jesus okay so we did a lot of that kind of shit there was a lot of singing around mm-hmm. campfires for sure uh you know jesus songs of course of course and not kumbaya but like the mormon jesus songs
1: god i wish i knew some no i
0: can't remember them i bet you like well, i can think
1: it was Jesus wants me for a son. No, because that's too little. I didn't get past that in yeah. the church, so that's all I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's
1: some other ones. We should get a hymn book. Hey, listener, if you could find us a hymn book, that would be really great. Just send it to F H G. Bad Mormon. You can't see what
0: I'm doing blank. right now, but I'm doing my hymn movements. This is a one two beat. One two one is two. It's an actual. Here's thing? a one two three
1: four. I just thought they were just waving shit around. Hold
0: on. One, two, three, four, five, six. You're welcome.
1: Nobody can see that. I know, except for you. (laughs)
0: She did it poorly. I did it perfectly, (laughs) as I learned in fucking church camp.
1: I've never seen that before in my life.
0: (laughs) Have you ever seen me sponge paint, live, laugh, love? She's making it up.
1: um, (laughs) Onto a wooden placard (laughs) to hang
0: on the wall? No, you haven't. Uh, Have you ever seen uh, me shoot a rifle at a target shaped like a baby bunny? <laughs> Aww. I know. That <laughs> was actually a really good shot.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's how I, where I learned how to shoot a gun. was at church camp. Nice. Little twenty twos. What's a twenty two look like? Like a It's hand like the babyest rifle. No, it's a rifle. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's like the babyest kid rifle that you teach your kids like how BB to... a baby
1: gun, but a real gun?
0: How to start using. But yeah, there's live
1: ammunition in it. Well, a baby gun is... <laughs> Oh, I thought live. you said baby gun. Oh, no, I said be- like a BB gun, but oh. a, with gun? Like no, a real no, no. Like a baby gun. <laughs> it's like a baby gun. Like a
0: starter gun for your child. <laughs> but you could kill someone with
1: Oh, it. well, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, cool. Because you if can't right kill up someone up with their a BB gun. So I just want to be very clear on that. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I was
0: very traumatized by shooting at the lifelike rabbit targets.
1: God, you or a little baby vagina. Uh, <laughs> What's well, a oh, I forgot, I forgot. I forgot. That was an unfair... Towards women,
0: yeah, and also who kills b- baby bunnies? I'm
1: allergic to them, so so you'll shoot
0: them with a twenty two?
1: Yeah, fuck those bunnies.
0: You're just trying to argue with me. Yeah, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or you know, fucking bunnies, man. Maybe I wouldn't shoot a real live bunny, but a fake bunny. Like, come on. Well,
0: it was a it was a piece of paper taped to it. It's like you know, shoot, shoot a real rabbit. <laughs> It's a piece of paper with a picture of a hand-drawn illustrated rabbit taped to a live rabbit. <laughs> and that's when we lost all of our followers. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so that was church camp, pretty much in a nutshell. Oh, no. You know what I actually... The best thing for me that came out of church camp was I, actually learning I was a good shot and going on to learn how to shoot guns. Nice. Which... Just for the record, I fucking love guns. I love shooting guns. They're super guns fucking fun. fun. Yeah, and I will happily give up my right to have one if it means that you know
1: psychopaths can't go fucking on it's murdering so much shooting sprees. Giving up your right to have a gun. Of course it's I, not, but that's. The, I don't mind waiting a few extra days to get a gun. I don't mind filling out a few extra paper, you know, pieces of paperwork to get a gun. And I don't mind having a background check to make sure that I should have a gun. Yeah, I'm not trying to get into a gun
0: debate. I'm just saying, I I, I, I actually had a whole sentence I was trying to say,
1: but I can't remember the second part of it. You're very good at guns.
0: Uh, I was very good at guns. I would give up my, I would give up my future of ever shooting a gun again if it meant that no more kids had to get murdered in school. Fair. And, oh, I learned how to tie knots.
2: Oh. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I learned how to tie a slip knot. Uh, I want to say sheep knot, but I might be making that up. But the, all the knots had names, which I can't remember sheep now.
1: Sheepknot.
0: <laughs> Google it. I may. Okay, I might have to repent for sheep knot. But I'm pretty sure there was one called sheep knot. <laughs> but anyways, I learned how to tie a bunch of knots, which have been very useful for me throughout my whole entire life. And so it was kind of like um, there was kind of like the girl. Camp stuff and the boy camp stuff, and I was super into the boy camp stuff. Like we got pocket knives Sheep and
1: knot tying. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: See. Uh, we we got we got to use pocket knives, so we got to learn how to tie knots. It was like survival kind oh, of that's stuff. Fun. And then there was like sponge painting hearts onto live, laugh, love. So it was the other side of camp.
1: Here's how to get semen out of my husband's pants. Or, <laughs> or... <laughs> how to. I don't know what else you would do for your husband. Get shit stains out of his boxers. or <laughs> I'm sorry, the garments. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> how to bake the perfect cherry pie to serve to your
1: husband's missionary home teachers. How to cook a vat of stew for 20 because that's how many children you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no,
0: not quite there yet. Okay. You know what okay. we did have to do, though? It uh, wasn't in church camp, but it was in one of the church activities of our, the youth activities. I, I think it would have been in young women's i forget the stages there's like mutual young women's the laurels they all have different names but it was when we were like the i was 12 ish so whatever stage of church you're in at that they would have this activity where we would go to our weekday activity at the church you know where we would prop open the doors downstairs so that we could sneak in Laurel, later and right. watch rated <laughs> our movies and shit um so we're, razor. we're doing our legit church activities and one of them was going around to all the doors of the classrooms in the church knocking on them pretending we were missionaries and having to explain why we needed to convert them to the church of jesus christ of latter-day Hello. saints <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> that's terrifying and then you would
0: have a teacher on the other side who'd be like well i don't want to do it and we'd have to try to convince them
1: but i'll go to hell if you don't <laughs> please convert let me baptize you right now <laughs> um that's fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) do you have any stories to tell not really so much it's just a little snippet but because i'm trying to think like what kind of camp stories do i have and i'm like we've got plenty of like camping stories with dad but like they're pretty wholesome you know ghost stories whatever a lot of s'mores and delicious stews Mm -hmm. um but I, when I think of going and visiting Dad, I think of going fishing. And we go fishing every time I come visit him, which kind of sucks because I'd only go see him in the summertime. And fishing is horrible in the summer, right? Like, if you go, like, one of the lakes that's, like, filled with trout, you're going to get some. But, like, for the most part, fishing is pretty shitty because it's off-season. Um, but I'm going on a fishing trip with not just Dad this time. I'm going with his buddies, which is weird because, you know... I don't know. It's just usually the family and, you know, other people. But so it's pretty early. I'm sleeping in the cab. We finally get up to Idaho or wherever it is that we're going. And we meet up with these people and we spend the day, you know, watching our fishing poles, eating our sandwiches. And it's probably like around 11 ish, maybe. And one of the guys is like, Hey, Rander, want a beer? (laughs) And he looks at him with just the sharpest eyes of, I don't drink. Was it Don? His
2: it really friend Don? It had to have been
1: Don. Honestly, I can't remember <laughs> what any of them looked like. But I actually, I don't... It had to have been. I don't know. Um, but I, I literally, I don't know. But he's like... And he's just like, I don't... But they had the beer in the... It wasn't like... There was beer there. Right. Because yeah. I was 13 at this point, and I had already started drinking booze at this, at this point in my life. I wasn't there, was I? No. I think it was just me, Dad, and his friends. Okay. So, like... I mean, that's the way I remember it. Could be wrong. But he's like, oh, you know, because I let all his friends call him Rander. Hey, Rander, you want a beer? He's like, I don't drink. And just the most, like, asshole. My, my daughter is here. I don't drink. <laughs> and um, and I'm kind of looking at him and laughing. And then he's like, oh, hey, Charlotte, you want a beer? And I'm thinking, I don't drink. Give me that beer. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just It made me laugh Because it was just like Of course dad drinks Like I mean I don't think dad drinks To excess And I don't think he drinks On a regular basis But I think 100% The dude has a beer On the o- or an ocean Sorry A lake The river Fishing with his friends
0: Right Have I ever told you The story about me and Tammy Going fishing with him No I think it I think it might have been Tiffany as well, but definitely me and Tammy went, and we were in the... So, you know, you're going fishing. It was one of those things where you go on the Snake River, so it's like you drive the truck to point A, and then somebody takes your truck...
1: Love it, yes. ...goes that,
0: down to point B, and then meets you thing. a couple of days later, right. right? Then you camp on the river. Mm-hmm. And so it was like four o'clock in the morning. It was dark as fuck, and we got out. You know, got we had already had all of our shit together to go camping and fishing, and... It's dad's driving this truck that's like a two-person cab. And so me and Tammy are in our sleeping bags in the back of the truck under a tarp. Yeah. You know, like sleeping. You had had a tarp over you? Yeah. We had a tarp or a blanket or something over us in the back because it was cold.
1: Well, absolutely. But I'm just, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, but we're in our, you know, we're bundled up. We're in our sleeping bags and stuff. It's cool.
1: Four in the morning. Utah. Yeah. Fuck that.
0: (laughs) And so we're back there and we're you know, driving to wherever. We stopped to get gas and it's, so it's Dad and his friend Don are in the front and they get out and Dad's pumping gas or whatever. So we can't see them. We can just hear them because we're in the back of the right. truck. And uh Don was like, hey, Rander, you want me to get you some beer? And that's why <laughs> when I, you said that, I was right. like, wait a minute. Was I there this time? And Dad's just like, that's not funny. I don't want any beer, you know. <laughs> and me and Tammy just looked at each other and Tammy mouthed at me. she She mouthed the words, what the
2: Fuck. <laughs> and I was like,
1: holy shit.
0: You know, cause we were like, I don't know, 21 ish or whatever. And was then we- Don,
1: was Don Mormon. Yeah. Okay. So do you think maybe they're just fucking with each other and there wasn't actually any beer? Cause to be fair, I don't know if I actually saw beer. I just. Think that I did, maybe. No,
0: no, no. They because I there was beer because when we got to the point where we were fishing. So like the first day we were fishing, they had these cool. So they had gone in on this fishing boat together, and then they had these cool little, like almost like pool floaty things, like mm-hmm. like donuts. Mm-hmm. But it had a place for your beer. It had a place for your fishing pole. Like you sat in it and you floated and fished on your tube. It next to the boat in the river or whatever. And so there was definitely, and then there was like a floating cooler and stuff like that that was like tied to the boat. So there was definitely beers and stuff happening in the boat because there was like, I don't know, dad and four or five friends and right. then me and Tammy and probably, I think Tiffany as well. Okay. Because I seem to remember there was some fly fishing happening and Tiffany was really good at it. Gee, I might be mixing up the trips, but.
1: Right. <laughs> so then we did
0: our camping trip, you know, we camped, there was like these cool little Sort of islands almost in the middle of the river Because the Snake River gets pretty wide Right, And so we camped on those And then we did our fishing trip the next day And then you know got to the cars And then drove home but yeah, when you said that story, I was just like, I have a very similar
1: story. <laughs> Fucking dumb. I've guy never was I've never
0: seen my father drink a beer. No,
1: never. Never once. We, as
0: children, we found his one of his old yearbook. That was yearbooks. Gonna, that was what I was gonna say. I was like, but I did find a
1: yearbook once. Mm-hmm. It was like all of us. Casey, Tiffany, yeah, we're all hanging out in dad's bedroom, I think, watching Andy Griffith show or something. But we're just piled in there and flipping through his yearbook like dad had the most amazing picture of him with these nerdy ass glasses bow tie bow tie he looked fucking rad uh to the point where when we all worked at the co-op you could make any name tag you wanted with a picture just so long as your name was on it somewhere and we all had that picture of our dad (laughs) yeah it was very uh 50s um
0: like the first iteration of the beach boys or oh, Jan and like Dean. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Of. 100% yeah, there Buddy you Holly go. vibe.
1: So good. But yeah, in the back of it, it was just saying, Rander, had a really great time drinking beer with you at the lake. We should do it again this summer. Shit like that. But a lot of it was yeah. in there. And I was like, Dad, were you drinking beer at the lake? Because I was also like 14 or some shit yeah. like that. <laughs> like, I don't drink beer. Yeah, you because know, my dad's very like, mm, I don't do that. I'm a very good Mormon, like, and I I don't know. I'm on the fence. Yeah, You have to think that he there drinks have, beer with his friends. There's too many coincidences right? now. Like, does Dad take a shot of tequila? Absolutely not. <laughs> but does he drink a Coors Light on the river fishing one with his buddies in a four-hour period? Maybe. Maybe. Actually, probably three sips of one. Right? <laughs> and he pours it out while his friends aren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's rad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as far as fly fishing goes, there was one trip. It was me, Tiffany, and Laurie, and Dad. And we were going through. And it was funny because we were probably more like 18, 19 at this point. And all I was thinking, like, I was just, I, we were fly fishing. And it, it's hard, but it's not that hard. And I was okay at it. But I, we, nobody was catching anything. And there was one point where I gave up on fishing. And I was just laying with, you know, a hand in the water, you know, laying mm-hmm. on the raft as we're floating by. And I'm like, God, this would be perfect with cocktails. And it's just like Dad's ruining everything by being <laughs> Mormon. Um, <laughs> but uh, my point is, is that nobody caught anything on that trip. But while we were camping, so same thing—you find that island. We were going camping. Dad made this delicious stew with um, potatoes, chicken, celery, carrots. You know the the stew that he makes when we go camping—hobo stew. Yeah, hobo stew is so good. But then I was like, Dad, I want to—I really want to like catch a fish. I'm like, okay, Dad, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to go try this stupid fly fishing again. He's like, okay, I'll come with you. So Tiffany and Laura were hanging out by camp and then we we're both fly fishing and we we're trying to figure it out. Sure, should I catch something. I'm like, oh, I got it. I got something. I'm the only one that got something on this trip. And you guys are losers and I'm the fucking best. You know, or whatever. And I get it in and it's a brown bass and I've never caught, it. it's always trout. I always catch trout, uh, trout, but I was like, oh, what kind of fish is this or whatever? And he's like, okay, well, now you got to kill it. And I'm like, well, No. you're my dad you get to kill it (laughs) and he's like no you hit its head on the rock until it's dead and then Mm -hmm. you got it Mm and i'm like but i don't want to (laughs) and i swear to god i was I, i don't think i was outwardly crying i was very much inwardly crying i'm sorry
2: i'm sorry
1: as i'm smacking this fucking fish's head on a rock and i was like i don't like it and i am notorious for catching all the fish because i'm a fucking amazing fisherman um (laughs) but i hate fish so i don't eat any of them you just kill them and let their bodies rot well somebody's gonna eat them but it's not gonna be me um maybe i just didn't like the way they were prepared i don't know um but anyway so i felt i I literally, I felt connected to this poor fucking fish. And I'm like, I am. Because I never had to kill him before either. I be like, I caught a fish. Thanks, Dad. You know, give it off to him. And then he'd go kill it, gut it, and whatever. Then put it in the water to try and keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, the sun was going down. And I was feeling real fucking bad. Mm-hmm. And so he, he saw that I was not okay. <laughs> so he didn't make me gut it, at least. But then he's like, all right, let's bring it back up to camp whatever and so we put it on I was like well I have to take at least a bite of it since I murdered it (laughs) it was the most delicious fish I have ever put in my mouth I mean it was literally just the freshest of fresh fish and I was like this is amazing (laughs) but I still have never gone fishing since
0: yeah he made me do that too I had to bash a fish's head on the rock I don't like it I couldn't even take the hook out of the fish's mouth and you made me bash the fish. Yeah, I didn't fish after that either. <laughs> the
1: thing is, I love fishing. Turns out I'm not cut out for fishing. Yeah. I just, if I thought that I could, like, catch and release, maybe I'd be more into it. But even then, you still gotta get that fucking hook out of it, or you're never gonna get it on board to be able to release it. And then, then what if they eat the whole worm, and then you've got, they are they're done for after that. That hook lives inside of them, mm-hmm. and it's just like.
0: Bye. Well, just to close this circle out, let's also remember that you need a license to go fishing. Don't pull a Mandy and just think you can throw a line in the water and get an $85 fishing ticket from the Why? park ranger. No, Utah. First dam. Really? Yeah, I was with my friend James, friend of the podcast. Hey, patron. Not, not patron James. <gasps> um. Uh,
1: James from my high school friend. Listen, James, not patron, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, oh, I did know that you needed a fishing
0: license, but. Yeah, it's probably more than an $85 ticket now. That was 20 years ago.
1: But I also would not put it past me to go fishing without a license at first stand because you're not gonna catch anything. Right, it's just right. more of the act of hanging out and. And having a fishing pole in there while you're eating and hoping maybe you'll see that line go taut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, that's pretty much a very wholesome podcast. (laughs) Well done, us.
0: (laughs) We didn't get drunk or do drugs or suck any dick on that podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dad, I please, God, don't be listening to this. (laughs) I would never do that. I'm a nice girl. (laughs) You know what I would do?
0: I would head on over to Apple Podcasts
1: (laughs) (laughs) and give Family
0: Home Evening with Bad Mormons
1: a five-star rating and a review. Or give us a one-star, but you better not not leave the actual review part of it because we've got to talk about it later. Yeah,
0: we don't need any anonymous one-stars. We've already got one of those. Thanks, our cousin. (laughs) Right. The prophet. Um, If you haven't checked out our website... We gave it a little makeover with our new web store that we launched for our new merch, so hey, go ahead and check that out, com.
1: So awesome. You did real good, Manders. Thanks. That's your name now. Okay.
0: <laughs> if you haven't checked out our Patreon yet, you can join for as little as $3.
1: And as much as infinity. Um, <laughs>
0: you can give us 10% of your paycheck just like you give to the Mormon church. We're way more worth it. Yeah. Isn't this more fun than hanging out in sacrament meeting? Yes. I don't have to eat Wonder Bread and water? Fantastic. (laughs) We're on all the social medias. Twitter. Pinterest.
1: YouTube,
0: Myspace,
1: Velveeta, <laughs> <laughs> Rattlesnake. <laughs>
0: and lastly, we are always looking to make a little extra cash on the side, and you know how you can help us do that? Go ahead and hit subscribe and like on our YouTube channel. Share
1: with your friends.
0: We only need a few more subscribers, like 900-ish. Head on over to the old Instagram. Give us a follow if you haven't already. Some Shit down at six sixty six <laughs> mark of the beast. <laughs>
2: it's gonna be rad. And don't forget oh, to be yeah. excellent to each other. Yeah.